What's up, everything? We're going off the cuff tonight, as there's not much new to talk about in the league except mild movement towards a 24-team playoff format. But we're going 24 hours with this episode, as long as by 24 you mean one. That's still a whole hour of content, though, which is pretty good when you think about it. So let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Friday night. It's May 22nd. That's the date that it is. It is, I don't know, some holiday somewhere, probably, but we're here on a normal Friday night in St. Louis. Ian is at his apartment. I am at my home. And we uh, will be reunited soon, probably. But we've been talking. We have very little notes for this show because... Uh, there's one big news piece in the hockey world that we'll talk about, and then there's a lot of stuff that there's not to talk about. So we've been talking about Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, the fantastically something movie that uh, prequeled the Twin Peaks series that was not in any way an answer to the questions that the cliffhanger Twin Peaks series left you with. Ian, <laughs> first of all, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. And second of all, you have never seen this movie, correct? I have never seen the show. I've never seen this movie. I have seen the movie and the show, but not the prequel or the the 25 years later series that they did a few years ago. So, uh, Ian, so you don't know anything about this, really, this story at all? No, I know it's in... The small town of Twin Peaks. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man. Uh, I thought we'd start this podcast by just reading this plot summary because it's so wild. It's so wacky. Uh, but, you know, for anyone that doesn't want spoilers on this, uh, let's just check the math here. Um, 28 year old movie, uh, <laughs> literally, because it re- was released at Cannes in May of uh can i suppose in may of 92 uh you know you can skip ahead about 10 minutes but uh we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna get into this all right so fbi regional bureau chief gordon cole sends agents chester desmond and sam stanley to investigate the murder of teenage drifter and prostitute Teresa <laughs> banks in the town of deer meadow washington the pair are informed about their new assignment through a woman named lil who wears an artificial blue rose on her lapel Desmond and Stanley view Teresa's body at a morgue. They notice that a ring is missing from her finger, and a small piece of paper with the letter T printed on it has been inserted under one of her fingernails. Later, Desmond finds Teresa's missing ring under a trailer. As he reaches out to it, he is taken by an unseen force. Ooh. At FBI headquarters in Philadelphia, Cole and Agent Dale Cooper experience a brief vision of their long-lost colleague, Agent Philip Jeffries. I believe this is the one scene you have now seen. He mm. tells them about a meeting he witnessed involving several mysterious spirits. The man from another place, Killer Bob, Mrs. Chalfon, and her grandson. Agent Cooper <laughs> is sent to Deer Meadow to investigate Desmond's disappearance, but finds no answers. 
One year later, in Twin Peaks High School Homecoming, Queen Laura Palmer and her best friend Donna Hayward, now played by Moira Kelly and not Laura Flynn Boyle because Laura Flynn Boyle was such a pain in the ass. That's that's just a little, you know, addendum for that's not in the plot summary. They <laughs> attend school. Laura is addicted to cocaine and is cheating on her boyfriend Bobby Brids with Breaker James Hurley. Laura discovers that pages are missing from her secret diary and gives the rest of the diary to her agoraphobic friend Harold Smith. Mrs. Chalfon and her grandson appear to Laura. They warn her that the man behind the mask is in her bedroom. Laura runs home where she sees Bob, stylized in all capitals. She rushes outside in terror and sees her father Leland emerge from the house. That evening, Leland's behavior is erratic and abusive. He accusingly asks Laura about her romances, then tells her he loves her. She has a dream about entering the Black Lodge. Cooper and the man from the other, from another place appear in her dream. The man from another place, by the way, is a little person. Not that that really matters. The man from another place says, I am the arm. Revealing his identity as Mike's severed arm. Mike also in all capitals. And offers Teresa's ring to Laura, but Cooper tells her not to take it. Laura sees Annie Blackburn next to her in bed, covered in blood. Annie tells Laura to write in her diary that the good Dale is in the lodge and cannot leave. Laura sees the ring in her hand, but when she wakes up, it is gone. How are we doing so far, Ian? We're about halfway through this. Probably I was like, so far? Yeah, yeah. no, we've got we oh. about halfway to go. Laura oh, goes no. to the roadhouse to meet her drug connections and have sex with men, where she is drunk. <laughs> Look. She's straight, okay? <laughs> Laura discusses Teresa Banks' murder with Ronette Pulaski. When she sees a topless Donna making out with a stranger, a distraught Laura takes her home and begs Donna not to become like her. The next morning, Philip Gerard, the one-armed man possessed by the repe- by the repentant demon Mike, in an attempt to warn Laura about her father and Bob, pulls up alongside Leland car- Leland's car and shows Teresa's ring to Laura. Leland recalls his affair with Teresa. He had asked Teresa to set up a foursome with some of her friends, but fled. After discovering Laura was among them, Teresa realized who he was and plotted to blackmail him, and he killed her. One night, Bob comes through Laura's window and begins to rape her, only to transform into Leland. This is her father, so good work, David Lynch. Great stuff. Oh, Upset, Laura begins more using more cocaine, which at that point, why wouldn't you? Bobby breaks up with Laura, and she then ends her relationship with James and goes to a cabin in the woods for an, for an orgy with Ronette, Jock, and Leo. Leland follows her there and takes her and Ronette to an abandoned train car. Laura asks Leland if he is going to kill her, and he transforms into Bob and tells her that he intends to possess her. Bob beats Ronette unconscious. Mike, who tracked the Bob-possessed Leland to the train, throws Teresa's ring into the train car. Laura puts it on, which prevents Bob from possessing her. Enraged, Bob stabs Laura to death. The Bob-possessed Leland places Laura's body in the lake. As her corpse drifts away, the Bob-possessed Leland enters the Red Room, where he encounters Mike and the man from another place who demand their share of Garmon Bozia, pain and sorrow. As Laura's body is found by the Sheriff's Department, Agent Cooper comforts her spirit in the lodge. When Laura sees an angel that had previously disappeared from her bedroom painting, she begins to cry and laugh. The end. Oh my god. Your thoughts? Your initial impressions on this 
Hey, um, hey, man! I tell you what, David Lynch likes weird stuff. He also seems to really enjoy uh, orgies. So, um, David Lynch created one of the biggest TV phenomenons in history uh, in Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and this, you know, the the entire country a little before we were born were gripped by the question: Who killed Laura Palmer? Right. And he intended to never reveal that and, um, you know, kind of just let it play out and have this really weird town and make the show really be about the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the network forced him to reveal it. And from everything we've seen after that and that, you know, after he had to reveal it, the show really spiraled because that's like how the show was successful, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it really feels like from then on, he was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever comes to my brain now, you know? I feel like you went back to cocaine, perhaps. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I got to give this sweet cocaine stuff a try. Uh, wow. Yeah. Twin Peaks of the series, very good, especially the first season. You know, parts of the second season are a little rough. Uh, but, you know, good overall. Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. A waking nightmare from which I will never recover viewing it. And also, very good film. Go see it, everyone. Uh, any more thoughts on that? You know, it feels like uh, just just a great way to open our hockey podcast this week. Yeah, there are movies such as this and a lot of other David Lynch films and from other directors as well that like you have to watch like specifically. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to have a time and a place and you're like, I'm going to do this. This is like an undertaking. Yeah, like, this I isn't... will watch this movie. You can't just like turn it on because I think you will be upset mm-hmm. and you'll hate yourself and you'll hate the movie. This is by uh, no means in no world, a movie you watch for fun. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you have, do you have movies like that, that um, maybe they're not that bad. I don't know how you'd phrase it. If they're not like, they're not like Firewalk with me where you're like, well, okay, I guess I'll have to watch this, but like there's movies that you enjoy to also feel like, ah, I, I got to watch this one alone or I have to watch a specific movie alone just because, you know, it feels weird to watch it with somebody else. Or maybe it's just like, it's sort of plotting or it kind of feels very personal to you or something like that. Cause I have a couple movies where I always think, you know, I wouldn't force someone else to watch this with me because if anything, I feel like it might ruin the experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I definitely have stuff. I mean, I, we talk about, Oh, hello a lot. As being mm-hmm. that sort of thing where it's like, oh, we love this so much. And also, we will never tell anyone about it <laughs> because it is like, it's great and we love it. But if, if you don't like it, you're really not going to like it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one of them. I'm trying to think if there are other ones that fit into that category. You have examples? Um, I Blade Runner is a movie that a lot of people do enjoy and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a movie that when it came out I don't know if it got panned but it was like people were like eh about it and then it became kind of a cult classic uh, the original one that is and yeah. so I really enjoy it a lot but I I don't begrudge anyone for watching it and being like man this is really slow or man this is just kind of like nothing really happened in the movie you know more or less I'm like no you're totally right and I think uh, it's something that you have to watch like when it's like shitty outside and you have mm. to be like, you know what? Yeah, I feel like just I always think of it as a laying down movie. I'm going to lay down. And I'm going <laughs> to watch Blade Runner. But I enjoy it immensely. But like I've watched it with friends and they've and some of them are like, yeah, I really like that. But I think the vast majority have been kind of like, this is kind of weird or it, it didn't really grip me. And I'm 
it's nothing against them, but I'm just always like, yeah, this feels like a this feels like a me movie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot that I kinda am just like, oh, for sure, like I love that. Also not gonna tell anybody you know, not gonna yeah. not gonna <laughs> ask anyone else to watch that. I feel like Raising Hope is a, a TV show I do that with. That's a show I really liked. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I'm like, I think other people would like this, but I'm not taking the chance. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a um, anime I watched like in high school or like middle school into high school called like Yu Yu Hakusho. And it's like mm-hmm. a toned down Dragon Ball Z, I guess. I mean, it kind of gets there, but it doesn't start with them all screaming and powering up. And they like cursed in the dub when I was a kid. So I was like, ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Is that an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it actually turned out to be kind of a really fun show that they never finished airing on like whatever it was, Cartoon Network or something, but they still dubbed it all, but you had to like buy the DVDs to watch it. So I bought like 10 DVDs at age 14 or whatever, just so I could finish the series out. But anyways, every so often I'll go back and rewatch it. And I just think, yeah, like someone else might enjoy this, but ah, fuck it, it's just for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's the last one I just thought of. That's a very kind of a very weird example is the Ken Burns Civil War documentary, which oh, is yeah, fabulous. Yeah. But it's certainly not going to be for everyone, and I love it. <laughs> I could turn that on and watch it at any time. I just like the music and the voices. I'm so used to it all that it's just like as dark as the topic is. It's just like weirdly soothing to me, you know. But I'm also never going to be like, hey, you know what we should watch together? Any of this. (laughs) (laughs) I remember specifically you and I, maybe it was even after a podcast or before or something, we're like trying to find something on Netflix. And I think I remember being like, oh, we could watch that. And I remember you looking at me and being like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure that's what you want to pick? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I think we never we never started it. <laughs> yeah. Well, any time, you know, now that we're potentially reuniting before long. I I have the Blu-rays, I'll gladly do it. But hey, you didn't think I wanted wrestling, but that's right. I asked for you it. asked for it. That's right. So uh yeah. So that's uh that was a fun little detour from the problems of the world and the problems of the hockey world, which really center on one issue right now and it's the one we've kind of been dancing around for the last few weeks, and that's the 2014 playoff format which now seems like it's pretty much a certainty that that's the way that the nhl is going to go um but uh you know in terms of exactly the details i'm sure some of that still has to be ironed out but we do have some news formally chris johnston's uh of sport chris johnston of sportsnet reported Thursday night that the NHLPA's executive board, uh, that's the 31 player representatives, is voting on the conference-based play-in proposal. It's hoped results will be known Friday night, which it now is, and we have we now have. Uh, the results the NH- are in. Uh, say that again? The results are in. Yes, that's right. Uh, The NHLPA executive board, this is a tweet from the board, has authorized further negotiations with the NHL on a 2014 return to play format subject to reaching an overall agreement with the league on resuming the 2019-20 season. Um, 
This is their statement on the matter. Uh, the executive board of the NHLPA has authorized further negotiations with the NHL on a 24-team return-to-play format to determine the winner of the 2020 Stanley Cup. Several details remain to be negotiated, and agreement on the format would still be subject to the parties reaching agreement on all issues relevant to resuming play. Basically, I feel like the NHLPA is saying, uh, we're not going to let the NHL F us over on anything else, so this is still very tentative, uh, but we're willing to at least discuss it. Uh, as it stands right now, we do have a beautifully created graphic by Sportsnet that suggests what the teams and structure of this league would be. The top four seeds based on point percentage in the East would be Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia, while in the West it would be St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. They would receive buys through the play-in, but participate in a three-game tournament to get some action. No one seems to have any idea if these would affect playoff seeding moving forward. The rest of the playoffs would be bracketed. That means in both conferences, 5 versus 12, 6 versus 11, 7 versus 10, and 8 versus 9. The uh, play-in series would be a best of 5. The rest of the playoffs would be best of 7. This all depends, as we said, on approval from both the team and players. The teams are uh, as follows. In the East, uh, Tampa or Toronto and Columbus would play uh, in the prequel round for the right to play Boston, if this is all stands as Sportsnet predicts it. Uh, Penguins and Montreal would play for a chance to meet Philadelphia. The Islanders and Florida Panthers would play for a chance to meet Tampa Bay, and the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers would play for a chance to meet Washington, which leaves in in play very fun second-round matchups of Toronto-Boston, Tampa Tampa and Florida, uh, Pittsburgh and Philly, and uh, Carolina and Washington, two of which would be a repeat of last year. Or did... Philly and Pittsburgh didn't play last year, did they? Pittsburgh. Yeah, Philly, Philly. Philly didn't make it. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. Uh, and then in the West, the uh, 8 and 9 seed would be Calgary and Winnipeg, who would play us. The uh, 7 and 10 seed would be Vancouver and, Win- and uh, Minnesota, the winner of which would play the Avalanche. The 6 and 11 seed would be Nashville and Arizona, the winner of which would play the Vegas Golden Knights and the five and 12 seeds would be the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks, the winner of which would play the Dallas Stars. Um, you know, I, th- I think we've talked a-, a lot about the merits of a, tw- a 24 team format. Uh, and we certainly still can if, if, if we drift that way, but why don't I start by asking you, how do you feel about this setup, you know, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure this probably isn't exactly perfect of how it would actually turn out. But if this was the way they go, leaving just uh, starting with the assumption that they're going to have a 24 team format, how do you feel about this way of organizing it? You know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're looking for. Give me a hot take. It's fine. Um, I would like them to reseed things. I think we both would. So right now, like if it's to be if it's to be followed from this graphic and that that um, 
round robin little tournament that the top four teams in each conference are going to participate in means nothing more than just like getting games in for them to for them to warm up and everything then the blues would play calgary or or winnipeg and those are the eight and nine seeds and let's say either one of them win but let's say uh chicago who's the 12th seed wins against the oilers in their matchup shouldn't the blues get chicago who's mm-hmm. the worst seed and we are the best seed um rather than getting the eight or nine i, I just think it works better that way and i know they haven't as far as I know, done reseeding, at least in the recent past. Mm-hmm. And they've always followed a bracket. So I I heard some arguments that were like, you, you know, they've got to follow a bracket because that's what we've always done. I'm like, if we're going to do what we've always done, then eliminate eight of these teams right now, you know? Yeah, but it's pandemic. Not, be, you know. Yeah, exactly. You just say pandemic. You hit the pandemic the button pandemic and do whatever you want. And explain anything away. Yeah, just hit the pandemic button. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to, you know, crap in the woods the other day. Yeah, but pandemic, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, yeah, if I go pee on someone's face, like, well, pandemic, you know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have done it if there wasn't a pandemic. <laughs> it's certainly not. I can't prove that because it's all we know now. It's it, it just seems to me like that would make more sense. And I do I do kind of feel for the these teams that were – in third place in their division, that's not a wild card spot, and now they have to go out and they have to play in this prequel, you know, this pre-round um, to get in. You know, the Maple Leafs, uh, Edmonton, just a few of these teams where it's like, okay, you did have a spot, I guess, not locked up, not guaranteed. I don't think anyone had clinched the playoffs except for, like, Boston or something. Yeah. But, like, still, you know, they were probably going to make it and probably right around there, and now they could be out in this this first new round. Well, so it's I would I would say if I was a Blues fan and I was in that scenario I would hate it. Yeah, and it's not like there's going to be a home ice advantage in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess I guess Edmonton can get the short change twice, you know, or whatever <laughs> whatever the bench advantage is, and you can you know send your face off guys first or last or whatever, pick your lines last. But like in terms of the the atmosphere in the arena that's just not going to be a factor and you're not even going to be at home. You know, you're going to be in host cities probably wherever those end up being. So some teams are going to be at home, but it's not really going to matter because they're not going to have a crowd there. So, um, you know, that'll be an interesting factor too. Is like, you know, the, the ice plays a certain way in every city and do teams like if Columbus ends up being a host city, do they get an advantage just knowing the texture of the arena? I think that's probably negligible, but mm-hmm. who knows? You know, boards play differently. Ice is a little different everywhere. It could be, especially in the early going, if things are sloppy, that could be a minor factor. But yeah, I think it's it's tough because it's, you know, if you're keeping the one through four seed, it's tough to like reseed, you know, and I, for example, if, if the favorites win and let's say only the coyotes upset the predators don't mm-hmm. reseed it i'd much rather face the flames than the coyotes the coyotes oh, yeah. ate on lunch all, all season so yeah. you know it's not like but it just seems it's not like um it's it's not like you really have to reseed but it does feel like this 
is a little strange. It's almost, you know, it'd almost be the perfect time if they want to try this anyway, which I know they've talked about in some sports. I can't remember if it was baseball or hockey. Uh, but you could almost have the seeds pick their opponents. The the favorites who have just gotten their bye, um, you could have them pick their opponents. And then if they did their little three-game round robin or every, or whatever, you could have that be, you know, determine the, the choosing order, or you could just have uh, end of season be the choosing order. But whatever the case, um, you could just have them choose, and that might be an interesting element. I don't, you know, it is a yeah, but pandemic situation because, you know, it's not going to be perfect. We know that. You have to accept that. But there's no reason to not try and fine tune it as much as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Johnston did note, even with this affirmative vote, uh, there are still some details with the 24-team playoff format still to be worked out between the NHL and the PA. One of them is whether they'll go ahead with a playoff bracket or use reseeding. So that is still up in the air then. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's got to be interesting. I don't know how, you know, if it's a simple up-down majority or if it's a, or if it's a you know, certain percentage of the teams have to approve something. Uh, it is player reps who are speaking for their teams. But it's interesting to think about, like, you know, we, we talked about the 24 versus the 31, and, like, maybe the Red Wings do deserve to be in it. You know, Steve Dangle talked about that. I mean, they don't deserve to, but I think his point was more like, if you're already at 24 and you're saying it's safe for 24, why not go crazy and have everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is interesting to think maybe maybe those teams just had no interest. You know, maybe maybe whoever the Red Wings player rep is, Justin Abdelkader, let's say, seems like Pro- it I mean, probably. <laughs> it probably is. Um, the uh, Red Wings player rep uh, just said no, no chance uh, that we want to be involved in this sort of thing, you know, and, and maybe that's how it went down. I have no idea. But it's interesting to think that they – uh, have a uh, a say in the matter, um, you know, even though they're not going to be involved in the final uh, event, mm-hmm. presumably. Ian, it's pretty, sorry, it's pretty crazy that those teams, too, they made a point talking about this, that those, there's seven teams that are not going to play NHL hockey yeah. for like nine months. Yeah. Like if you're a Buffalo Sabre, you're not strapping them on to play like a meaningful hockey game until probably December of this year. Yeah. That's, that's insane. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's what's going to happen, you know, with, with the way everything's laid out. But it's just like, no, I don't think they've ever, anyone's gone through a stretch that long, especially even with like injury. You might be in and out due to like a really bad concussion and stuff like that, uh-huh. but you're back from a leg break or any of this other stuff much sooner than nine months. Yeah. Send them out to, a fifth host city and just have them play some way. Yeah, beat up on each other. Ian, I have in front of me, this will be fun, because oh how boy. would you even know? A list of the <laughs> NHLPA's 31 player representatives by team. You want to just give it a shot? You want to just yeah, go let's crazy? Let's just go alphabetically then. Ian, who do you think the Anaheim Ducks player representative is? So, I'm not, so here's, here's the thing. Most yeah. Most players, most teams have an alternate rep. If yeah. you get either of them, I'll give you full credit. How's that? Okay, sound? that's that's sound. fair. That's interesting because I was just gonna say, is this gonna be a 
I'm the state of Massachusetts and my capital is Boston, duh? Or is it going to be, I'm the state of New York and my capital is Albany? Um, you know, go fuck much, yourself. Much, I'm just taking a cursory glance. Much like the actual state capital situation, looks <clears throat> like it's about 50-50. Fun. Some of these, <laughs> some of these are very like yeah I get it and in some cases it's actually the captain you know and then yeah. other times it's like oh no didn't see that one <laughs> someone that's still there and I'm like oh boy. yes exactly um Anaheim is that Getzlaff it is not would you care to wager any more guesses my second guess my second guess is it Cam Fowler. No, but you're closer. Their player representative is Josh Manson. Oh. And their alternate representative, which I guess is appropriate because he makes the big bucks, is Adam Henrique. Really? Yeah. So the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, boy. Uh, OEL. Nope. I think you can get this one. This one's I'm pre- I'm pretty confident you can get one of these two. Oh no! But I just wasted my first guess. Uh, you, we, I'm not going to be real strict on guesses. This is on OEL. No, this is a real competition. Okay, all right. I need point, guesses need point system. Are you going to give me a loser point? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you two um, points per team. <laughs> per, I'll give you three guesses per team and three points if you get it right. You know, we'll do it that way. I should get I should two on the second guess, one on the third. Is it Bill Castle? No, but you're kind of in the there's there's a vet. Uh, you're these guys are not you know they're stars of the team. <laughs> you said wait they are or they aren't. They are stars of this team. Well, I mean I'm as just... much as you can be a star of the years. Oh, okay, so like. Oh God, I can't even remember his name. I'm literally forgetting hockey players' That's names. Is it Carol. our boy? Is it Chesterfield native? Yes, Clayton Keller. I want. I couldn't. I could only think of uh, Luke Coonan for some reason or Coonan. Clayton Keller is the alternate representative, and then Hastings, Minnesota native Derek Stepan. Oh God damn it! Player representative. I drive through that city once a year. <laughs> damn it, Hastings! How could? How dare you let me down? The Boston Bruins. It's not Zidane Char. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a freebie. I'll give you a pass. Thank you. Zidane is probably Bergeron. like, I'm done with that shit. Uh, no, it's not. It's not ah. anyone on the perfection line. Okay. What? Is it David Krejci? Nope. Who do they pick for these things? One more guess. Who do they pick for these? Um, Tory Krug. He is the alternate representative. You got it. Man. The... Uh, primary rep is brandon carlo this is giving me an insight into some locker rooms i'm not sure i wanted (laughs) i feel like i should just give you the buffalo sabers sure it's jake mccabe would you have guessed jake mccabe they do not have an alternate representative which maybe is the whole problem out there as i say that seems right (laughs) for their situation (laughs) the calgary flames uh, is it sad that my I honestly almost let it slip out Jerome again? <laughs> like Jerome again. <laughs> he had retirement forced on him long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say TJ Brody. That's a good guess, but not correct. Oh, did, I, did I overcorrect? 
Um, this is one of the, you know, one of those probably more obvious ones. The not Sean Giordano. Monaghan? Nope. Giordano? It's not Giordano. <laughs> Goudreau? Nope. It is, the representative is Mikhail Backlund, and oh. the alternate representative is Matthew Kachuk. What? Hey, he's at the offices all the time for suspension discussions, so he might oh. as well be there for this. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Not going to get it, but let's have fun anyway. Uh, Timu Teravainen. Nope. <laughs> um, well, I know their name. When you tell yeah, me you'll know at least one of these guys' names. I think uh, Joe Pesci. Nope. <laughs> not, Whatever his actual name is. Not actually his name, but Brendan, I think. They are Jordan Martinuk and Jake Gardner. <sighs> No, why? Why? So they don't. So it has nothing to do with seniority. No, Sometimes the Gardner's just there. They probably were already this on the other teams. Oh, that's a good point. And they're and just, just like, like, you want to keep doing this shit? Yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks is very straight down Main Street. Jonathan Tate. It is. You're correct. Which is your first? Well, he's bo- he's boring as hell. That's so right. that makes it's sense. Your first three point guess. Good work. The Colorado right. Avalanche are for some reason on here twice. Um, I don't think any of these, this is a good, a good note going forward. I don't think a single one of these are like the star player on a team. Gotcha. With one possible exception, depending on who you define as. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog. He is on here. He's the alternate representative. Okay. That's a three point guess. Um, the representative who I don't think you would have guessed is our old friend Ian Cole. Columbus Blue Jackets? Oh boy, do I even know anyone on this team? You know one person, I think. Is it Seth Jones? He's the alternate rep. You got (laughs) it. And the main rep is David Savard. Uh, The Dallas Stars, you're not going to get the rep. It's so weird. But the alternate rep you might get. What I'm learning... Go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to step on this. Is it, is it Randulov? No. I wish it was. I wish for some stupid reason it was. Oh, well, it, it's, I feel like it's not Sagan or Ben. It's not. Of course, it's not. Of course, it's not. Okay. <laughs> um. Jamie Ben has some very strong opinions on some things, but it's not this. Oh God, who's the who's the duck they have now? Uh, it's not. Kakwiana. I'm going to give you this one because it's weird. It's Ben Bishop. And uh, what, I, what I wanted to say that would have given it away is from a cursory glance of this list, and this yeah. will be important to remember going forward, if you have spent even so much as a second of your life as a native St. Louisan, you are qualified to be an NHL player representative. <laughs> you! Keep that in mind. Qualified. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. That's not a, this. Robbie Fabry. Robbie Fabry. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't apply that quickly. But oh, rats. Uh, it's just an ambulcator. <laughs> he is the alternate representative. Yes, we were so right. <laughs> oh boy. Um, the rep is Luke Gwendenning. The Edmonton mm. Oilers. His sister is very good at hockey. Oh, nurse. Yep, he's the rep. They don't have an alternate rep, so they're also a trash bag team. Uh, the Florida Panthers. 
Oh. Not Barkov, not Huberdo. I'll give you those two. Yeah, well, I was like, hold on, Huberdo. Not Luongo, because he's Longano. <laughs> Uh, is it Nolachari? No, that would be great. The switch's number in the phone. Um, is it Keith Yandel? Uh, it is not, but that's a really good guess. I don't know. This is the uh, Michael Matheson. I was going to say, this is a guy without a fingertip. And Colton Sevier. So you somebody who did move teams, but just a different somebody. Mm. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings is Matt Roy moving on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just, you know, I'm not going to waste time on that one. The Minnesota Wild. These two, these <laughs> No, but that's a good point. These two are, are right down center. Not Parise, but I feel like... Oh, uh, Koivu? No. <laughs> You're right down center. Sorry. But not... I just feel like either of these two would be your next one or two guesses. Suter. That's the alternate rep, and the rep is Devin Dubnik. Oh. Eh. Goalies can't be player goalie. reps. Yeah, you can't be a captain. You can't be a player rep. I'm Montreal Canadiens. Mm. Mm. Brendan Gallagher. He's the alternate rep. And the rep is Paul Byron. Maybe that's why they have to keep shelling out the big bucks for that son of a <laughs> The Nashville Predators. Um, I wanted to be Cal Yarncroke. Nope, but that's an equally ridiculous choice. Just, oh, so, oh, wait. Oh, so it's... I uh, mean, the, uh, the alternate rep is, is believable, but the player, the main rep is... is wow. <laughs> Um, do they do they have a Smith there still? Do they have what's his name? They do, but he's not on this list. Damn. <laughs> okay. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Or is it wait? Is it Ekholm? No, Yannick okay. Weber is the rep, and Ryan Ellis is the alternate. How about the New Jersey Devils? You're right. These are like state capitals. <laughs> it's just all over the board. Who's even on that team? Only like four of these guys are actual captains of their team. Who's even on the New Jersey? Is it Kyle Palmieri? It is. You nailed it. Da, 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 da. I'm so proud of you. Um, and Corey Schneider is the alternate rep. <laughs> the New York Islanders. Uh, Josh Bailey. Oh my god. Okay. No. Keep, no. Was, oh my god. No. <laughs> this is. There's a person on this team who I forgot was from St. Louis, who I hadn't even factored into the equation. <laughs> oh, um, um, Mayfield? Yes! <laughs> he's, the, he's the alternate rep. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man, I love it. Okay, I couldn't avoid giving that one away. It was too good. Uh, the New York Rangers. <laughs> oh, no. Is it Mika Zibanejad? No, this one, two of the, both of these guys have arrived with the New York Rangers within the last, uh, let's say, fourteen months to be safe. Fourteen months. Yeah. Like Busnevich? No, 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 no. Like been traded, been acquired by. Oh, I see. These guys have like, to be the reps because everyone else on the team is 12 and because Henrik doesn't want to do it. 
Last how many months? Panarin? Nope. No. What, am I th- what are two trades I'm missing? I can tell you. I'm missing some, aren't I? Yeah, go for it. Jacob Truba and Ryan Strom. Oh. Oh. The Disappointing. Ottawa Senators. Ottawa. Oh, well, you got to have Brady Kachuk in there. You sure do, and they do. As their player representative. By the way, their alternate rep is Ron Hainsey, which has got to be demeaning. That's just gotta be so demeaning. Sit down, Ron. Yeah. Let the boy learn. Let the boy watch. The Philadelphia Flyers. Each of Pennsylvania's teams are too good for an alternate rep. Jakub Voracek. Nope, but he has the same initials. Oh, no. Jamie Van Riemsdyk? Yep. Ooh, yes. Ooh, JBR, baby. Uh, you, you nailed it. How about the Pittsburgh Penguins? This is uh, more of a, uh, more of a, um, shit, now I can't even think. More of a Detroit state capital, which isn't the state capital, actually, that I think about it. It's more of the obvious one, which I can't uh, apparently call to mind. Uh, Chris Letang. You're correct. You know, you got it right I, I, I cheated because we had the quote from him that I read earlier. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I got you. Uh, the San Jose Sharks. Mm, I was going to name a player and then I forgot they weren't even on the team. Maybe no giving people bad contracts really does determine whether they stay on as your player rep. Oh, no. One of these people has a, a fine contract. Oh. But the bad one's Eric Carlson. No, no, not quite. Oh, boo. Um, bad contract, but for who? It's Kevin LeBlanc. <laughs> no, that's a bad contract for him. It's <laughs> Martin Jones and Logan Couture. Oh, poor Logan Couture. Get off that team. <laughs> I know you signed for so long, but that's too bad. Couture is the rep and Jones is the player rep. Okay, final uh, seven here. The St. Oh. Louis Blues. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you not know our player rep? I feel like I should. Yeah. I should. I feel like I'm pretty sure I knew this before. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-oh. It's not It's not obvious, though, if you don't know it. It's not way off the board, but it's a distance off the board. A distance. Our off. alternate rep, though, very easy. Our new rep? Our alternate rep is super easy. Oh, no, don't say that. Is our alternate rep Ryan O'Reilly? No, even easier. Uh, shit. Oh, is it just Petrangelo? Yes. Oh. But you got it for us. You got to. I feel like you got to get the. I rep. know. I know. I'm, I'm scrolling through my brain here, a little off the board. Are they? They're not. Are they new? Ish. No. no, not new. Is it? I mean, I guess I would have thought it was. I guess I would have thought it was Steen, but is it Perron? Nope. Neither. Fuck. I'm missing somebody. I'm like, I mean, there's another option, but I just wouldn't believe it if they went with them. Robert Thomas? Uh, no, it's not him. No, 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 no. No, I don't think he's it. Is he? He's not it. No. Who's your other option though? I don't want to. I don't want to say. You can't read. Is it what? Is do you not want to say because your option can't read? 
Yes. That's not him. That's not. It's not. Oh, I was like, they couldn't have made a Gene Schwartz. Yeah, what a poor representative. <laughs> uh, you want me to tell you? I'm like running out of players here. <laughs> I think you are. Go ahead. Yeah. It's I'm uh, embarrassed. Colton Pareko is our player representative. What? I feel like you just named the segment. What? Sheer disbelief. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here's a couple of off-the-board ones. I can't believe one of their player reps hasn't been traded yet. Oh. Um, Tyler Johnson. There you go. He's the alternate rep. You got it. And Alex Killorn is the main one. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, if they had a bunch of old players on that team still, I'd pick any one of them. Uh, Austin Matthews. Nope. What the fuck? There is a man, um, one of them's a, a star, and the other ones. Is one of them Morgan Riley? Nah. Oh. Mitch Marner. Which two devil is? No. Nah. It can't be with William Nylander. No, it sure can't. But there's still... okay. That's all their stars. I named all of them. Oh, John Tavares. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's the Bacchus. He's the Bacchus pick. Uh, he's the alternate, and the rep is Zach Hyman. The Vancouver Canucks do not have a representative, but they do have <laughs> an alternate representative, which is even more demeaning than the Ron Hainsey situation. Oh. <laughs> um. The one that Sutter guy that they have. Nope, this Damn. one's uh, their captain now. I think. Oh, Horvat. Yep, you got it. And I was really hoping to be like super demeaning. I was hoping to be like oh. Louis Erickson, <laughs> somebody Klimchuk or something. Yeah, the Los Angeles Golden Knights. Los Angeles. Uh, Why did I say that? Las Vegas Golden Knights. The. Uh... What I was going to say about Vancouver is you said they didn't have a representative, and I was hoping you were going to say their alternate representative, though, is they haven't changed. It's one of the Sedins. <laughs> that would be great. That's believable, too, honestly. Uh, Golden Knights, you got to be got to be Ryan Reeves. It would seem that way, but that's not correct. Oh. Um, one, of the, one of their reps has also had some run-ins with, the, uh, uh, with suspensions, but of a different sort. Different sort, the drug sort. So it's snorty, snorty, or shooty, shooty, or, sh- or shooty. Sh- oh my god! Stabby, stabby, syringy, syringy. Oh, I see. I was like, who's shooting who? <laughs> who's shooting oh, who? oh, oh, oh! I know. I can. I can see his face of all things. Yeah, well, that's a pretty ugly face. Right? I mean, that's mean, but sort of. Uh, Schmidt. Yeah, right? there you go. That's their player. Right? First Nate. Nate Schmidt. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot know. about that. Remember when he ate contaminated meat and uh-huh. everyone accused him of being on drugs? How sad for him. Yeah, I remember it. I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, how sad that that's what happened for sure. Um, two left, the Washington Capitals. Nicholas Backstrom, right? No. Right? Nope. Come on, man. No, none of them are that good of players. There's some guy to have a shitty person be your representative. Oh, TJ Oshie, then. <laughs> man, got him. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I remember your party days, TJ. You know, Saint. That's right. He's not the answer, though. Uh, 
is if they still have Brooks or pick it'd be Brooks or pick. It would be, but it is as stands Thomas Wilson. He is on here as Thomas, by the way. So, and also St. Louis rule sort of applies because the alternate rep is Lars Eller. And finally, uh, was choice in which the St. Louis rule applies most uh, heavily, the Winnipeg Jets. St. Louis rule applies most heavily. Uh, he's not infamously St. Louisan, but the idea that he did spend a part of his life as a St. Louisan is what makes it so palpable. He did? Yep. You gotta dig deep. You gotta want this one. People in the audience know it. I know they do. I can feel I can feel them just feeling so sad. You guys at home know the answer, right? You know what it is. Yeah, I know. I know. You got Say zucchini in your car right now if you know that the answer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of. <laughs> he lived in St. Louis? Oh, yeah, born here. Born here? Uh-huh. Oh, no, this, I feel, I feel this, like a lummox. I feel like... She's like, never going to get this guy. feel like an idiot. Just, just think about the weather. This is going to be a while. <laughs> oh, that was a tip for me. Just think about the weather. You'll get it. Like, oh, it's human man. Thinking about the Jets. You can also oh, try. Wait. No, I got it. Hold on. It's it's whoever Lowry. Yes, it's Lowry. <laughs> correct. It's Adam Lowry. He got it, guys. He got it. He got it. Zucchini. You oh man, it. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I feel like every time we do a quiz, I'm just a disappointment. You should really, you should really be apologizing to Dave Lowry. Um, I'll never apologize. By to Dave my Lowry. completely slapstick, made up, uh, <laughs> badly calculated uh, point total here, you got. Let's see, 10, 18 correct, 11 wrong, which does not equal 31. And you got <laughs> 41 points based on our point system. So you are the Detroit Red Wings. I was say, is that better or worse than Detroit? Uh, is there anything else we need to discuss tonight? I mean, we, you know, we've talked for a while. We've made up some content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does this affect draft position? You asked. Well, let me open up this link and decide. What were you gonna say, though? Yeah, as I say, yeah. To to that was my final question. Was like with this playoff format, like if the let's see who was on the outside. Like the Chicago Blackhawks weren't in the playoffs. The regular standard non-pandemic playoffs, and they would have had a better shot or had any shot at all at getting the first overall pick this year or, you know, moving around in the top three spots. But let's say they make it past the Oilers in this preliminary round. They make it in the playoffs and they get to, like, the third round. They lose, yada, yada. Are they now taking that, you know, the spot of what would be some other team up there and some other team that they lost to, say the Oilers, or that they beat, I should say, takes their spot? Like, I don't know how the logistics of the oh, draft you're saying So, now. like, right now the Oilers would be, like, or let's say the Blackhawks would be like the tenth pick, yeah. And like if they, God forbid, win their game and then beat us, do we get mm-hmm. the tenth pick? That's the question. Yeah, like I just want, or just in general, like how does any of this work? Like I think that'd be fun, you know. <laughs> I think it would look bad personally if like a team that wasn't in the playoff position normally won the cup. I mean, cool, great, like that part's fine. 
but if they then like so happen to win the draft lottery because it was like a team that wasn't going to be in the playoffs and so they're in the draft lottery because of where they were stand where their standings were and so you get something like i don't know like a random thing like the coyotes win the cup and they get the first overall pick like that just looks for it (laughs) i mean i'd be for that i guess it depends pick a random team i'm for it pick you know another random team i'm totally against it yeah that's true I suppose that's just my where my allegiance is live, but it's like, yeah, it just seems a little jank. I mean, this is all a little jank, but that seems extra jank. Can't you imagine Alexi Lafreniere and Austin Matthews playing together in TikTok, TikTok, seven years Toronto, though? I mean, that'd, I mean, be, I'd love that'd be fantastic. Can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's all going to be a mess. Yeah, but pandemic, right? You know, <laughs> like... I still think you got to go with the later draft and not the June draft, which I think is all but formal right now because mm. we don't have news on a June draft. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it sucks. I mean, it sucks. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's any um, any uh, you know kind of getting around that. But yeah, uh, well, that's, I think that's a good point. Like I ran a poll on Twitter. And we got 89 votes. And I said, how do you feel about the proposed 2014 playoff format? And 11% said they love it. 21% said they hate it. Those are, I, I only wanted polarizing options. And then I had a third option said, don't care. I want hockey. And that's the one that got 67% of the vote. And I think that's kind of like what we're saying. And I got a couple, a couple different comments too that were essentially like, Hey, it's, you know, is there an option for it's all right. It's the best we can do at this point. And it's like, yeah, I think that's sort of where the voting lies and where everyone sort of feels. It's just like, this isn't, I, this isn't ideal, but it's also, I just want some, I just want hockey back. And this is as close as we're going to be able to get to something that feels kind of fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, there's a real reality in which the queenest solution is just cancel the season. Kill it. The yep. standings <laughs> are your draft order, and that's and you have the draft whenever, because if you cancel the season, it doesn't matter. And except, I mean, the conditional picks would still be up in the air, but then that's just it, you know? But, like, nobody wants that. Everybody wants hockey. Everybody wants some version of hockey to come back, you know? So... Mm-hmm. um from there if you if you're if you're eliminating that option then you got to find the best of sucky alternatives you know and i just think there's no there's you know i'm i'm certainly not saying don't try to find the best of the best of the sucky alternatives but there's no way of getting around the fact that this is just there's going to be some suck here and that's the yeah but pandemic <laughs> you know like yeah this is just going to feel like a weird, this is going to feel just like a weird tournament. You oh, know, this sure. isn't, this feels completely divorced from the 2019 20 season. It's like there was a season and then later on there was just a tournament. Yeah. I mean, the Stanley Cup does not count. I'm, I mean, you know, and I'll hold me to that if the, if the boys were to win it, you know, because it's our second. So we don't have to worry about that. But like you know, it's it's great. It'd be fun, but it's so weird. I and I really do. I I almost hope some fucking weirdness happens. I almost hope it's the Coyotes. You know. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm sending her in our group text. I'm. I'll take Islanders versus the Wild because why not? If it's not gonna, if shit. it's not gonna be us, God forbid it be Toronto. And beyond that, I just don't care that much. You know. I know. I'm like, I'll, I'll watch. I'll enjoy it. 
I'll get into the drama of it, but I think once the Blues get eliminated, I mean, I'll still watch, but I'll just be like, oh, well. If the, so, if the Maple Leafs, this is how vindictive I am. <laughs> if the Maple Leafs are going to win a cup in the next 30, 40 years, let it be this one. I want to have that trump card. I want to have it for life. I want to have it. I want to be able to say we won a real cup and then you won the fake cup and then other teams won real cups again. You know, that's that's how petty I am. That's how much it would it would be pretty sad. I was going to say if someone wins the cup, you know, along their first cup, a long streak of not winning a cup, you know, droughtless, you hit this and then like the next season you stink and you don't make the, you know, like it just goes right back to like, yep, that's what we thought. You weren't very good outside of this, like being fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's anything can happen, you know. And also, yeah, I was going to say one other just random tangent from within the NHL is they were talking a lot um, on Thirty One Thoughts the other day about how the the NHL really wants this draft to be like they have to have it in September now because they need to have it before the NFL starts because if the NFL starts before the, the NHL draft happens. Uh, no one's gonna watch the NHL draft, and I wanted to like reach through my my phone screen and scream to these people like, no one's going to watch the draft anyways. Yeah. I don't know who you're marketing this to. You and I have a hockey podcast that we send out to people based on the St. Louis Blues, and you and I will watch the first round passively. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand who you think you are drawing in to the draft. Like, and I think they made this point on Dangle too. It's like, be, be a big boy, uh, a big boy league. If the, if the NFL starts and you also have a thing, just do the, just do your thing. Uh Why is it like, well, what are they doing? I just don't want to conflict with it. Like if the MLB, like they said, starts um, the, you know, starts the world series for some reason, you know, in September, and you have the NFL starting off, and the MLB goes, "Oh, well, wait a second! I don't want to. I don't. You know, we can't run up against them." They're like, "No, we're just going to do it because fuck it." Yeah, and also, aren't NFL? Isn't the draft always a Friday night and then a Saturday night? Yeah, it's like, like people are just conflict. doing other shit. Well, yeah, but also, how does that conflict with the NFL at all? I mean, I know, I guess you're saying there's not the general starvation for sports as much, but like. Just get out. Just have some balls. Like Gary Bettman needs some balls. I'm honestly, he has them in the weirdest. Yeah, he's like sticks to his guns in weird ways. He's got the weirdest balls. (laughs) But like overall, it's just such a yeah. Just man up, NHL. Just get over yourself or get under yourself or something. I don't know, but do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have a lot more to say this week. There's really just not a ton to talk about. I think we're going to be back in person, hopefully, next week. And maybe we'll have some, you know, we'll make up some topics. We'll watch something. We'll do something. But we'll um, examine each other's bodies for any new growth. That's right. Oh, got to check. On air, too. And we'll name the player representatives for the KHL starting next week. Uh, oh, uh, before we go, Dimitri guess, yeah, we can mention that former Boy Dimitri Askin is the Golden Stick KHL MVP winner, which makes sense. And I think he'd still come to the NHL and be an all right player. Uh, but no, good congratulations to him. I hold no ill will to Dimitri Askin. And maybe he always was the next Marion Hosa. Maybe it just. He was. Yeah. He's the KHL's Marion Hosa. So congrats like, to him. 
Hitchcock's in his basement shaking his fist like I fucking knew it. <laughs> fucking I called this one. Uh, but yeah, you have anything else to say or should we get out of here? No, I am I am excited for I think by next week we'll probably have this this format we just talked about voted into actually being and it'll just be interesting to see how they how they move things around and how they change the setup and what it'll actually be. I think the worst part is that we're gonna have to wait until, you know, they could say next week, Hey, looks good and then they're like, But we're not starting until, you know, middle of July and it's yeah. like yeah, then there will be like real, really no news. <laughs> I need Seattle news. Seattle's Twitter, oh, team, NHL Twitter is doing random shit all the time now. And they're like, I don't know, something's happening over here. And I'm like, could you just tell me? Just give me a Kraken logo. Give me anything. Give me a fucking Metropolitan's logo. I don't care. Give me a racially insensitive logo that we can all reject and fucking shit <laughs> on. <laughs> give me the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. Just get it over with. That's right. I'm game for all of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, until we get any of that, I guess we can part ways tonight and, uh, yeah, call, call it an evening, <laughs> uh, just cause there's just not that much left to discuss and it's only been, a, you know, five days since our last one, but we'll be back together soon. And until then, um, I don't know, you know, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Stay safe. Bye y'all.